You're listening to the Sports Talk Podcast with Darcy Waldegrave from News Talk ZB. A convincing win for Australia well inside four days in the first cricket test against the Black Caps of the Basin Reserve. Hazelwood into Mitchell. Mitchell on the hook, oh. in the air and out. Caught and bowled, Pooh Bear. The test match is over. Australia take it out at the Basin. There was a glimmer of hope this morning that New Zealand might do something special. But they lost Ravindra early. And then Mitchell, who tried his best, was the last wicket to fall. But New Zealand lose this test match by 172 runs. Yeah, not much to recommend it really. The Black Caps need to regroup quickly ahead of the second test in Christchurch starting on Friday. Former Australian all-rounder Brendan Julian is here in New Zealand as part of the TV commentary team. He joins us now. Brendan, thanks for taking the time for a chat this evening. As we process the reasons for Australia's convincing win and New Zealand's heavy defeat in this test match, where should we place our focus in terms of finding the key differences between these two sides? Well, firstly, good to chat to you. And, um, you know, look, that was a really good test match. I know it finished early and Australia sort of dominated there at the end, but I, I, I just got the feeling that it was a bit closer than what the scoreboard says it was. Um, I, I mean, the differences to me were there were moments that New Zealand had chances of getting well ahead of this game but didn't quite get there and couldn't quite finish it. You know, they, on day one, they, they took four for 28. And then you get to the last... Uh, partnership between Josh Hazelwood and Cam Green. They put on 116. That sort of blew New Zealand out of the water and they couldn't really get back into the game. And then basically they got back into the game in the second innings when they bowled Australia out. So, look, I just think the big key difference was, you know, we've got an experienced lineup in the batting and also probably obviously more the bowling. And Nathan Lyon was, you know, could be the difference there on the spinning pitch. So I felt that New Zealand... I don't know why they didn't pick a spinner. I thought Matt Sandner should have come to that side because we play left arm spin very, very poorly. So there was a couple of things there that, one, they didn't jump on the opportunities, and two, I felt they should have played the spinner rather than Kugelheim. On the dirtiest green seamer you can think of, would Australia still pick Nathan Lyon? Absolutely. Well, this is a guy that's got over 530 test wickets. He's always going to play. And, it, and, it's, and I think people get caught up thinking, you play this spinner on a spinning pitch, that's not, that's not necessarily the way it goes. I mean, if a pitch is seams, it will definitely turn. But what happens is, especially in Wellington, mate, you know, he bowls at one end into the breeze and then you can rotate your quick bowlers at the other end and they can bowl shorter spells, four or five over spells, and attack from one end. So Nathan Nye, not only does he take wickets, but he holds up an end. He bowls tight. And that allows Pat Cummins to rotate the quicks at the other end. That's a, that's a key part of it. And I would have done that for Satna. I would say, mate, you bowl your 30 overs, you go for you know, let's say 60 runs, and you've done a job for us. And if you get wickets, that's great as well. But I think they missed a trick there. Yeah, and New Zealand almost never play a spinner in Christchurch. They sometimes do in Wellington. They almost never do in Christchurch. Do you think they probably should play Santner in Christchurch? Well, what's the option? I mean, I'll tell you what's a tough one for the Kiwis in Christchurch is O'Rourke's not playing. Because I thought Matt, uh, I thought Will O'Rourke and Matt Henry were two of the best bowlers in that, in that whole test match. So all of a sudden, you're missing out on one bowler. I know, it, I know it's a green seamer down there, but I don't know. I, I just like Mitch Santner in the side because uh, against us with left, left arm spin, we don't play left arm spin very well. So I tend to think he, he's a guy that can bowl a lot of overs, keep it tight. Yes, and if he gets a couple of wickets, that's a bonus because Matt Henry is going to have to come in and do the real strike work. You'll have Southie there as well if he can swing and seam it early on. So I, I tend to think you should um, because it's a holding pattern as well. And 
And I, I just think he's going to be better value than probably Kugelon. In a test match where it's 383 and 164 playing 179 and 196, Cameron Green's innings just stands out like a beacon, doesn't it? 174 yep. not out. Does he appeal to you, Brendan, as the long-term number four for Australia now? Well, I think he's, I think he's going to get that opportunity. I, I actually prefer him at five. Um, I think I love Mitch, uh, Mitch Marsh at six. But Cam Green's, you know, I've been fighting to get him into the side for a couple of years. I mean, a lot of people sort of said, oh, look, when he lost his spot to Mitch Marsh in England, I was saying, well, you've got to work out a way to get him in because he's, he's, he's going to be good. He's going to be very good. And we've got to spend a lot of time with him. So, look, at this stage, yes. Answer your big questions, yes. He will be the four because you're not going to, you're not going to change it, you know, I don't think, unless, unless you do something with Travis Head. And he and then they swap over, but at the moment he's got great technique and he can get through it. So look, he'll be the four at the moment. For the man above him, a, a double failure with the bat in this test for Manus Lubbershane. His last six innings: ten, one not out, three, five, one, and two. Is there some concern here over Manus? Uh, no, look, I don't think there's any concern. I, I, look, he, he's a quality player, and um, you know this is a guy that averaged over fifty um, at the start of his career. Yeah, look, he he, he would. He would know that um, he's struggling for runs and he's struggling for form, but the Australian selectors aren't going aren't to put pressure on him to say he needs some runs or he's going to get dropped. I think he's fine, man. I mean, he's, he's a quality player. He'll, he'll get through this period. He had a pretty, he probably had a pretty good run at the start of his career and probably thought, how, how good is this? I'm averaging 50, getting runs, and it's all happening. He was getting dropped left, right, and centre in the slips and they couldn't get him out. But, you know, he'll be better for it. And, you know, the Australians at the moment are winning test matches. They don't need to make any changes. They don't need to make any drastic changes and try and upset the rhythm of the side at the moment. So, look, I think he's fine, Matt. Do you think New Zealand have it in them to bounce back in the second test? Well, I think they do. I mean, you've got to remember, out of that test match, you didn't get any runs out of Kane Williamson. I mean, that's a rarity, isn't it? I mean, the guy's coming off about, what, 600s or six or 700s. Um, so he's been in great form. Um, Ratchin is a quality player. That is a guy that will probably, I reckon, could go past Kane Williamson as a, as a type of batsman. You know, he, he just looks so solid and so organised. So there's two guys there. Latham runs up the top, hopefully, for him. So the batting, I think, is pretty good for New Zealand. I just worry, can they bowl Australia out? Because what the Australians will do is they'll be aggressive. That middle order for Australia will be aggressive. Um, Steve Smith, um, he'll be hungry for runs. Manus will be hungry for runs. So that's what my worry is. Um, if it's green saver and there's enough in it, I tend to think, well, I think the Australians will win the toss and bowl. Um, I'm just worried that Tim Southey will be a little bit scared of that. Uh, but if there's enough in it and he, he backs himself, then why not bowl first? You know, that's the only way I think they're going to get in there and win this test match. I, I, I doubt that they're going to chase runs and big totals and win this test match. I think they've got to bowl Australia out cheaply. And I reckon they could do that. If they, if they take one, take their catches, and two, bowl enough on the stumps. So I think they bowl first session of play on day one. They just bowled so wide and too short. And the, and the Aussies got back into it. And then they put it in the right area and took four for 28 in that second session. So, yeah, it can be done. It's a source of endless curiosity for New Zealand cricket fans that this group of players can play well against the likes of England, South Africa, India and all the rest. But when it comes to Australia, for some reason, there's this mental disintegration that goes on. Do you think Australia have some sort of mental domination, some sort of hold over us well, or what? Look, well, look, look, mate, this is a good Australian side, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, you have a look at the quality of that, that, that lineup. You know, you look at the bowling lineup, most of them have got over 300 test wickets, mate. So, I mean, you know, th- there's enough there. And then you've got Steve Smith, who's equivalent to Kane Williamson. So, and then, you know, Nathan Lyons sort of holds it all together. So, and then you've got the two all rounders in the middle. Look, it's a pretty good side. If you go man for man, um, 
Australia is very, very good at the moment. And, you know, that, that's not easy. But the one thing that I think Australia have over New Zealand is they know how to win. They know how to win in tight situations. They know how to win in big moments. And they know how to win in big games. That's, that's the difference between these two sides. New Zealand just doesn't have that quality of player that's been out there and played a lot of test cricket uh, and know, know how to win. Um, Southie's doing a really good job, but, you know, he's bowling 130. If you don't have guys about 145, then I think that's, you know, it makes it hard to bowl teams out. Just before you go, Brendan, uh, two years to the day today that we lost the greatest of them all, Shane Warne, two years gone now. Mm. I know you were close to him. Um, what stands out most vividly when you remember your old mate, Warney? Yeah, well, mate, many memories, many, many memories of Warney. Um, we grew up together. We played under-19s, youth cricket, and obviously, we, you know, played a bit of test cricket together as well on one day. So, oh, look, I think it's just his character and his... Um, how big a presence he was. I think, you know, not only was he obviously a, an amazing spin bowler and probably top three in the world in terms of, you know, cricketers. You know, you go Bradman and then you go, I don't know, you know, Warney or you go Sachin Tendulkar or someone like that. I think just his sheer presence, mate, uh, and the way he was. And he was always a pretty down-to-earth type of guy. He was the type of guy that would, um, you know, sign autographs, speak to anyone, have a beer with anyone, and then sort of mix it with the higher echelons of you know superstars around the world. He had that. He had that knack and ability to mix it with anyone. I think that's what stands out and stands out for me. Amazing cricketer, but really, really top bloke. And I think um, he always remembers his mates right back to early days, to school days, and all those type of things. So, and and particularly very, very generous, very, very generous with his time. Um, and very generous with you know, people that want to learn the game and learn how to play cricket. Great words, Brendan. Uh, two years gone, never forgotten. I've enjoyed your commentary on television immensely. Thanks so much for taking the time on, uh, on the radio tonight with us. Great pleasure. Hopefully this is a good game starting Friday. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so, Brendan. We uh, really do hope it's a better contest. Thanks indeed. Brendan, Julian there, former Australian all-rounder and these days television commentator. For more from Sports Talk, listen live to News Talk ZB from 7 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.